0: Welcome to AJHP Voices, a series of discussions with AJHP authors and interviews focused on contemporary issues that drive health outcomes. AJHP is the official journal of ASHP. Its mission is to advance science, pharmacy practice, and health outcomes. This is William Selmer for AJHP Voices, I'm speaking with the lead author of a paper entitled, Using Informatics and Mobile Health to Improve Medication Safety Monitoring in Kidney Transplant Recipients. With me is Dr. David J. Tabor, a pharmacist associated with the Division of Transplant Surgery at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. Dave, uh, please give us a brief overview of the transplant surgery service with which you are associated.
1: Certainly. So I work at MUSC, uh, the Medical University of South Carolina, in the Division of Transplant Surgery. We are the only transplant center in the state of South Carolina, so we provide transplant services uh, across the entire state. That includes kidney, pancreas, liver, heart, and lung transplants. We do about 250 kidney transplants per year, and we are a large center, I think, in the top 10 across the country, certainly in the top 15. And we care for all South Carolinians with uh, end-stage organ diseases and manage their uh, transplant care pre-transplant, during the transplant, and then long-term after the transplant.
0: All right. Well, you point out in your article that uh, medication errors and adverse drug events are a predominant cause of suboptimal outcomes in kidney transplant recipients. Give us a sense of the dimensions of that issue.
1: So, I'm a little bit biased to this, but I, you know, clearly the literature uh, demonstrates that this is a, a huge issue. So. About two thirds of all transplant recipients, kidney transplant recipients, will experience a medication error uh, at some point during the first year after transplant. And about one in eight of these patients will have a a serious event such that it it leads to or is associated with a hospitalization. Um, Oftentimes, these medication errors can lead to severe adverse drug events. or the adverse drug event itself is associated with the medication error in the management of that adverse drug event. So it is, it is a big issue uh, in transplant recipients, and we do see medication errors in the majority of patients we care for.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, could you also comment, uh, to what extent do chronic health conditions, such as hypertension, and diabetes contribute to poor outcomes in kidney transplant recipients specifically.
1: So, nearly all kidney transplant recipients have hypertension, at least greater than 95%. And I would say the best, you know, pretty much universally, they have high blood pressure that's being treated at the time of transplant. About one third to 40% of our patients coming into transplant for kidney transplant have diabetes, Uh, that is the most common reason for end stage renal disease leading to transplant. But even more um, importantly, nearly three quarters or 75% of all kidney transplant recipients will develop diabetes within the first three years after transplant, so even if they don't have diabetes at the time of the transplant they uh, a large majority of them will develop it and treating these conditions is difficult you know in the general population and it's even more uh, challenging in the transplant population for array of reasons drug interactions the adverse drug events uh, caused by the immunosuppressants uh, they have toxicities that lead to higher blood pressures to, to, to make it more difficult to control the diabetes. And then, um, again, along with that, we have to be concerned about pharmacokinetic and pharmacodynamic drug interactions.
0: Sure. Well, and, and all these uh, issues you've just summarized here certainly uh, highlight the importance of pharmacist monitoring, uh, which you know is, is a great part of the, the work you're doing there. Y- your article refers to previous work by your team on the use of electronic technology to monitor transplant patients for medication safety issues, uh, what are the most important facets of that previous work that sort of laid the foundation for your current paper? So we went
1: about this kind of uh, to a two-pronged approach. Uh, we used off-the-shelf third-party mobile health applications for some of our pilot work. Uh, to demonstrate feasibility and potential effectiveness of using a mobile health monitoring for managing diabetes and hypertension. So we did that with third-party apps that we did not develop. At the same time, we also developed um, prototype, our own prototype mobile health application that we utilized to help with medication adherence specifically. So helping people remember to take their medications, to understand their medication regimen. So we used both components of these formative studies and and preliminary research to develop uh, an iterative process for our own mobile health application and web-based portal, which we developed and are utilizing for this particular study.
0: Well very good. Let's go now to the specific point of your article. Uh summarize for us the advancement in informatics and mobile health discussed in your article.
1: So there again there's there's two components here that I think are innovative. Um the first is that we're using the electronic health record in a manner that I I think most do not use it uh, in its current capacity and that we we get information out of that and um, curate that in, a, in an automated fashion. So the medication regimen that is in the electronic health record is automatically updated and sent to the patient um, through the mobile health uh, application that we develop. So anytime a medication uh, is changed, discontinued, the dose is changed, Uh, it allows the patient to get that information through the mobile health application. We also use home-based monitoring, as I mentioned, uh, through the application to monitor both blood pressures and if they have diabetes, their blood sugars. Uh, We also utilize the application to monitor side effects through a validated survey system, and we can uh, see all that information real-time as the patient is interacting with the application.
0: Mm-hmm. Dave, could you give us more details about this system from the patient's perspective?
1: Sure. So um, the development of the application was was really patient centric. We used first we used um, we developed a prototype, and then we used uh, key informant interviews. Where we just uh, showed them the prototype and got their feedback, and then went back and made some changes based on that. Um, And then when we've rolled this out within our current study, we are doing a a patient feedback survey at the end of the one-year study in all patients. And I can say preliminarily, we're very pleased with their um, the patient satisfaction with the app uh matter of fact that that's usually their favorite component. Some have asked if they can purchase the app or how they would get to use it on their own um, The biggest issues have been uh just just with uh, really the phone itself and and uh interactivity with updates and 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 uh, updating the app but but overall, the patient per- uh experience has been quite promising
0: Mm-hmm. Could you talk a little more about how the pharmacist who is monitoring
1: the patient interfaces with the system? Sure. So we have a web-based portal that is uh, you know, HIPAA compliant. It's uh, a secured system that the pharmacist can log into uh, really anywhere in the world that has Internet access. Um, and once they log into that system, they get uh, a dashboard of all the patients involved in the study, in the intervention arm, and the dashboard displays their information in a summative form format uh, summative format that includes the information on medication adherence, blood pressures, uh, glucoses if they have diabetes, uh, side effects, refills for refill adherence, drug level variability, and then it um, it scores the patients based on that and then provides uh, a color coding. So uh, a, a blue patient would be, you know, very well controlled, no no issues. A yellow patient would be, you know, one uh, one potentially alarming issue. And then a red patient would be two or more alarming issues, like their blood pressure is very high or their medication adherence is low or they're having a lot of side effects. So it allows the pharmacist to quickly scroll through their patient population and triage those that they want to focus on. From that um system, they can also text the patients directly through the uh through the mobile health application so they can communicate via text they can send um, notifications to the patient push push notifications hey um, you know it, it would be good if you check your blood pressure or blood sugar and then obviously they can also uh call the patient um using the telephone not a video-capable system, but just a a uh, tele-intervention, if you will.
0: Oh, very interesting. Dave, uh, you characterize the evaluation of the system that's reported in this paper as preliminary. Could you comment a bit more about what you found, and is a more comprehensive evaluation in the works?
1: Yes, so we preliminarily validated the system, meaning we we, um, we tested it to ensure that the data that is coming out of the medical record, that the data that is being provided by the patients uh, from home, is is valid and the system works um, correctly as it's intended. We've also validated that it's feasible that the patients, you know, can use it at home, can be trained on the system quite easily, even those that don't have any experience with Mobile technology, so that's the pre- preliminary validation of it. We are doing currently doing a um, efficacy validation or efficacy study in a randomized controlled trial to assess how effective the um, mobile health-based pharmacist intervention is at improving patient outcomes. So things we're tracking with that include medication errors, both the the number and the scope and the severity of those. We're tracking hospitalizations in all healthcare utilization, including clinic visits. We're tracking clinical outcomes, including acute rejection episodes, graph function, graph loss, and death. So that will be the full-fledged uh, validation of the efficacy of the intervention with the mobile health application um, that is currently ongoing. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious uh are there any significant enhancements of the overall system that are being contemplated based on your current experience?
1: Yes, we're actually um you know you're always uh thinking about the next step so we've we've actually already started to plan for future uh interventions using this system um, a couple of the changes that we're were likely to make so One of them is really to focus on tacrolimus uh, drug concentration variability, because there's at least eight studies, uh, papers published now that show that that's a really important measure or surrogate marker for long-term outcomes. So that is a component of the system, um, and we're going to focus on that for uh, more of a pragmatic trial where we would do um, entire population surveillance based on that measure. We also want to look at um, racial disparities as a as a component of this because that's a big issue in South Carolina. About half of our patients are African American and we know we have disparities and we have some preliminary data that uh, a system such as this would be uh, advantageous in in high risk populations such as African Americans. So we're gonna uh, attempt to tailor it to focus on more of the issues of of uh, in African Americans, which include you know, poorly controlled blood pressure like hypertension, poorly controlled diabetes, but also anemia. So we may add a component that that helps us track patients with severe anemia and, and manage that as well. Um, so those are two of the um, future kind of uh, future enhancements or components of the system that we want to build for our next phase of, of research. Okay.
0: David, is there anything you can say about how this uh, monitoring system could become accessible to other organ transplant centers?
1: That's a great question. It's um, it's something I've thought about, you know, and 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 thought about planning for a, a multi center study or a multi center um, implementation component to this to this uh, system. Most Transplant centers have electronic health records and uh, so the the data that they generate out of those systems would, would be able to be pulled into this system. However, you know, every every uh, health system a little bit different in how they uh, store that information and in, in the various components of it, so it would require some programming or engineering if you will to to roll it out across other systems not that it's not feasible it certainly is it would just require some support on the IT side of things the mobile health app itself certainly could be used as a standalone to to pull in the the home-based information without you know integrating into the electronic health record across any patient at any transplant center, but I think the the key nugget here, uh, the innovative component is compiling both home-based information from the patient as well as information from the electronic health record to get a really comprehensive assessment of the clinical status of your patient. So, to me, the the next phase, you know, beyond just single center assessments would be something multi-center. It would require some IP support across other transplant centers, but I think it's very feasible. Um I think the data structure at most transplant centers for the information we're gathering, uh they're very discrete type of uh fields, you know, drug levels, uh medications, maybe a little trickier to 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 compile, but certainly the, the laboratory values should be pretty easy to to pull that information in.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, as we draw our conversation to a close, uh, I want to first of all congratulate you on the innovative work you're doing here and as reported in your AJHP paper. And thank you so much for taking time to talk about this work with me. Appreciate it. This is William Zelmer. I've been speaking with David J. Tabor, a pharmacist associated with the Division of Transplant Surgery at the Medical University of South Carolina discussing a a paper focused on their innovative work in using informatics and mobile health to improve medication safety monitoring in kidney transplant recipients. Thank you for listening. That concludes this interview. For more information about AJHP, the premier source for impactful, relevant, and cutting-edge professional and scientific content that drives optimal medication use and health outcomes, please visit www.ajhb.org.